0: The Republican congressional delegates for Alabama are united in condemning the recent border security bill that was released on Sunday night by a handful of senators who crafted it behind closed doors for the past few months. The 118 billion—that's 118 billion dollar price tag—would send three fourths of U.S. taxpayer money overseas to Ukraine, Israel and other areas with only 20 billion allocated for the US-Mexico border and the border crisis. US Senators Tommy Tuberville and Katie Britt are a solid no vote in the Senate on this bill while Congressman Jerry Carl says it allows for 5,000 illegal crossings a day, which only rewards illegal immigration. Congressman Robert Adderhold agrees with House Speaker Mike Johnson that the bill is dead on arrival in the House. And Congressman Barry Moore points out that the bill mentions the country of Ukraine 370 times. He tweeted out, hashtag kill the bill. Congressman Gary Palmer, Dale Strong and Mike Rogers are in agreement that the bill is not acceptable in the U.S. House. Alabama Congressman Dale Strong is also saying he is ready to remove Alejandro Mayorkas from leading the Department of Homeland Security. Strong spoke about it on Newsmax and was asked if he's willing to remove Mayorkas from that position only to have Joe Biden replace Mayorkas with someone who will do the very same thing that Mayorkas did with the border. I'll take my chances. He's violated U.S. law. I believe he wants America to look more like Cuba. It's unacceptable, but I'll take my chances. And I think that's exactly what our committee did. We took the evidence to the people uh, of our committee. our committee. 18 to 15 voted to send it to the floor. And now it's time to check the oil of those members of Congress to find out who believes that Mayorkas violated U.S. law. The Republican caucus for the Alabama House of Representatives has released a list of legislative priorities ahead of the legislative session that starts today. The legislative platform is titled Leadership That Works. House Majority Leader Scott Stadhagen says that the conservative values in Alabama are reflected in these priorities. The list of priorities include ensuring honest elections in the state of Alabama, providing a quality education for every Alabama child, strengthening further the strong Alabama economy, keeping the state as the most military-friendly state, creating safer communities, protecting children from harm, and demanding fiscal accountability of the state government. A school choice bill has already been pre-filed that's in keeping with these priorities, along with a bill that bans ballot harvesting. The president of the Alabama Policy Institute... Stephanie Holden-Smith, is taking issue with the presentation of this priority list, especially considering how it doesn't line up with the bills that the state lawmakers are going to deal with fresh out of the gate, which includes a comprehensive gambling bill. Yeah, interestingly, you know, the Democrats came out with their agenda for the year. Uh, the House Republicans came out with their agenda for the year, and they. Senate Republicans came out with their agenda for the year, and gambling is on none of those lists. And this bill, which you know, the, the public hasn't seen yet, that might be voted on on Thursday of this same week, uh, is 137 pages, and no one has read it. It's slightly subversive in that you know, anyone who is uh, talking to legislators know that they are getting a lot of pressure from leadership and a lot of pressure, um, you know, from, from the powers that be in Montgomery um, to pass this and pass this quickly. Uh, and yet it's not even on any of the public lists um, of, of the agenda of the official caucuses. Holden Smith spoke extensively about the gambling issue with the Daily Detail, and I will feature parts of that conversation throughout this coming week. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore wasted no time in calling on the communist government of Nicaragua to release pastors that have been jailed there for working with an Alabama-based missions group. Moore says these partners in ministry have preached the gospel for years in that country and are now being imprisoned simply for their faith. Moore's social media post comes after 1890 News reporter Erica Thomas reported on Mountain Gateway, which is a non-profit organization founded by John Hancock, who revealed what is happening to pastors and partners in Nicaragua under the rule of communist dictator Danielle Ortega. Hancock says that 11 pastors have been jailed without proper legal evidence or notification in 2023. This comes after Ortega first started to crack down on Catholic churches in 2022. The Ortega government has also seized the Mountain Gateway assets in that country, which includes a coffee farm, training buildings, and 47 vehicles. Hancock and his wife and family have now been prohibited from entering the country and told not to go to other Latin American countries or risk being arrested there as well. Hancock says all the work done in Nicaragua was to advance the gospel and to bless the people there. Now all of his core leadership has been arrested and all communications with them cut off. Hancock is asking for prayer and says Americans can also share this story and reach out to their U.S. representatives and senators to ask for attention to this situation. And congratulations to the Blind Boys of Alabama who received a Grammy Award this past Sunday for their 2023 album called Echoes of the South. The group has been together for 80 years now after first starting out at the Talladega Institute for the Deaf and the Blind. Got to keep that old devil For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Los Angeles area in California has received a deluge of rainfall, which now breaks a 97-year-old record. Four inches of rain dropped in 24 hours, which is more than the rain received on the very same day in 1927. The wettest day recorded for that area was in 1938 with five inches of rainfall. The recent storm was called a bomb cyclone and hit the entire state of California with heavy rainfall and storms. The border security deal from the Senate is receiving a bomb cyclone of words from various Republicans in Congress. House Speaker Mike Johnson, along with his House leadership, Steve Scalise and Elise Stefanik, have put out a statement saying the border deal is dead on arrival at the U.S. House and that the House will only be wasting time if they consider any of it, especially in light of America's sovereignty currently at stake. Senator Steve Daines is chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and he says he can't support the bill. It only gives billions of dollars to radical open border groups. So far, there are 18 Republican senators who agree with Daines and will be voting no. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that he's never worked so closely with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell on any other bill than this one. So that tells you a lot. Schumer went so far as to issue a veiled threat on CNN that if this deal does not get approved, American troops could very well be engaging in a war with Russia. Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine, we will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham says the border security deal will not pass the Senate without any options for amendments to be made. He wants the bill to be subjected to robust debate and an amendment process. And former President Donald Trump says only a fool or a radical leftist Democrat would vote for such a horrendous border bill, which allows for 5,000 illegal crossings a day before any effort is taken to shut down the border. The Senate dropped this plan just days before they all head home for two weeks, two weeks as part of President's Day. All right. Well, while this is all going on in the Senate, the U.S. House is preparing to vote today on the articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Biden has tried to get ahead of that vote by calling it unprecedented and unconstitutional this past Monday. Republicans contend that the crisis at the border has reached unsustainable levels with 3 million illegals crossing into the U.S. in 2023 alone. And that's all based on the numbers that are provided by DHS itself, the agency that Mayorkas is overseeing. The House Judiciary Committee has issued a subpoena to the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. The committee wants Willis to produce documents on how the DA's office spent certain federal grant money. This is the third request coming from that committee, with the other two requests being sent out in September and December of last year. The interest into how the grant money was spent is coming after a whistleblower reported the misuse of funds within the DA's office, which was originally intended to create a Center for Youth Empowerment and Gang Prevention Instead, the whistleblower ended up going to D.A. Willis' office about others that are working for her that were seeking to use the money for frivolous purchases like buying swag, MacBooks, and using it for travel. After the whistleblower made her claims to Willis, D.A. Willis didn't seem to do anything but fire the whistleblower from the job. In the letter to Willis, the House Judiciary Committee cited its broad powers that have been recognized in other cases by the U.S. Supreme Court that allows them to provide oversight concerning the Department of Justice grant programs and how that grant money is allocated and spent and potentially misused. And that is why a request and subpoena have been sent to Willis for documents and information. Speaking of the Department of Justice, a Freedom of Information request from independent journalist Yehuda Miller is turning up some alarming facts about the DOJ looking into election ballot fraud from the 2020 election in the state of Michigan. The documents that were produced reveal that the DOJ was given extensive photos, emails, and other evidence about the ballot fraud going on in Detroit. This information was also then sent to the FBI. Both federal agencies decided to pass the buck and give the investigation to the Michigan Attorney General, Dana Nessel. Nessel did absolutely nothing about it. In fact, she only told the residents of that state that there was no fraud at all during the 2020 presidential election. Journalist Yehuda Miller is posting on the X platform the email evidence that revealed how the FBI and DOJ were alarmed by the fraud evidence that was presented to them and then decided it was not in their lane to pursue and I mentioned the House Judiciary Committee just a little while ago. Jim Jordan is the chairman of that committee. He recently released a series of social media posts that he's calling the Amazon files. The posts are about the results of subpoenaed communications between the Biden White House and Amazon, the company, in which certain books were censored and pulled from the Amazon website at the demands of the Biden administration. Andy Slavitt is a senior White House official who handed Amazon a list from the White House of basics for business book curation and guidelines. They also sent an email to Amazon demanding to talk about the company for their high levels of propaganda and misinformation on their website. The White House was focused on particular search results that came up when they typed in the word vaccine and ended up not liking the results that came in. Amazon ended up complying with the Biden White House and doing a manual intervention that stifled the viewing of any books that said the COVID vaccines were ineffective. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow.